we're going to have a time of prayer for Rick uh, in the ministry in the Dominican, um, but we're also, um, I'm also going to challenge us in some ways to come behind this uh, even today. So let God stir your hearts as he speaks. Thanks, Rick. Hey, thank you. Uh, it's always good to come back to uh, Crestmont. It's been a while, as Joel said, uh, four years, somewhere in there, and, and uh Many new faces, many old faces, uh, some, uh, you know, Bob, whatever, old faces, <laughs> Joe, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'll just finish. That video was great, wasn't it? Amen. Uh, love, love when uh, the church, uh, when, when we get stuff from a national office that uh, they say it well, and, and that was said very well. Uh, so anyway, here's, uh, here's my family. It's been a while since, uh, uh, you know, my family has been with me here. I, I think uh, we came once, be, uh, you know, all together. Tammy's come with me a couple times. And, uh, but our kids, you know, uh, there's, I left the Dominican Republic on Wednesday, uh, hours before the hurricane hit. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get the blessing of uh, of leaving the country and coming uh, back to the States. Uh, maybe it might be a curse or a blessing, but anyway, I left. And, and uh, Tammy, my, my lovely wife, uh, Thursday as the hurricane was hitting, you know, we were in contact. And, and uh, wow, I am blessed that I have a wife that will allow me to go and, and that she will take care of things back home. And, and uh you know, sometimes people say, well, I wish I could stay home. I didn't. <laughs> there was a hurricane. Did you guys know? <laughs> you know, no, no thanks. You know, and of course, on the phone, I'm saying, oh, honey, you know, just bear down. <laughs> you know, as I'm here, you know, enjoying, you know, things. And, and so, man, uh, God has blessed me with an amazing family. And, and uh, I get to do you know, some of this. And so uh, she left uh, uh, the Dominican Republic yesterday morning, and she's uh, at, at our sending church uh, this morning uh, at Princeton, in Princeton, New Jersey. And, and so uh, she was able to get out after the hurricane. And, and, you know, we were a little worried. You know, you get all these uh, uh, announcements from, you know, the airlines, and, and they're saying this and that, and you just go, ah, you know, uh, better timing. And, and then uh, so our oldest son, this is our family, uh, my wife and I, uh, we've been married 27 years. Is that not amazing? Yeah. She's put up with me for 27 years, you know, yeah, she deserves way more than just that, uh, you know, so it's, it's been, what a ride, you know, and, and some of you are in that, uh, you know, you understand that, and, and I mean, God called us together, and, and then we, you know, he's given us a, an amazing family, and he's uh, allowed us to be a part of, you know, what he's, he's given to us in ministries and, and just life, and, you know, I thank God every day for my wife, and, and I thank God every day. I thank her, you know, for putting up with me, and, and uh, you know, I won't make fun of her now because she's not here, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good. God is so good. Uh, we have four kids. Uh, Jonathan just got married in August, August uh, 26th. 
Uh, his bride is not uh, in the picture above, but the next time we take a family picture, uh, you know, she'll be there. Her name's Marari, and, and uh, you know, God has blessed him with, uh, with an amazing wife. And, and uh, you know, so there, uh, as I said earlier, Tammy left yesterday morning. You know, she's in the States with Abigail and Mariah. And, and uh, Rebecca is a second year at Nyack. Uh, in Nyack, New York, and, and she is studying there. And so the only one back home is John. And, and I was texting him yesterday, and I said, John, how you doing? He goes, yeah, it's, it's okay. I said, you know, in a, in a text, it's tough growing up, isn't it? <laughs> you know, not, not being able to go on vacation with mom and dad anymore. And, you know, and, and so he's looking after things, and, you know, he's at home working while mom and dad are out playing. You know, so praise God you know, for that, you know, so now I said in Sunday school that, uh, you know, I, he's my son, I get to say I'm his dad and his boss. Uh, I like the boss part better now in, in this stage of my life, you know, so son, get to work, you know, and, and so he's had a few weeks off, and, and uh, I said to him the other day, I said, you're pretty lazy now you're married, you know, he hasn't been to work, he, you know, his, his wife, had a couple weeks off because of, uh, you know, she's going back to school. She's studying to be a doctor, and, and now she's in school, and now, you know, he's got to work, uh, you know, but I gave him some time off as they can, you know, enjoy each other, but now, uh, you know, yeah, tomorrow he's out working, so I'll be texting him when I get up in the morning, making sure he's up, making sure he's going to, to work, so this is my lovely fam family, so uh, there's some of these uh, prayer cards out on, uh, I have a banner out there, some, uh, some stuff out there. Please, uh, you know, take some brochures, take our prayer cards. Uh, remember to pray for us. I'm going to share some stuff today that, you know, we could not do what we do without uh, churches like Crestmont walking alongside of us. And so we are blessed. We really are blessed that uh, you have partnered with us. I don't know for how many years, but probably about 10 years. Julia, about 10 years? Nancy, Nancy, uh, I met Nancy and, and Howard uh, and Sherry. They, we met at, uh, at a Denny's about 11 years ago in Cranberry, or it was right off the freeway somewhere, and, and we talked about, you know, we were in Mexico at that time about doing a mission trip, and they, you know, shared what they wanted to do, and that was the first exposure that we had with this church and then you've continued to come back and, and be a part of our, our family and be a part of our ministry. And so we thank you so much. Thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for walking alongside of us in Mexico and, and then now as we uh, do life in the Dominican Republic. So uh, please uh, take uh, our prayer cards. If you guys could uh, up, upstairs just follow along as best, best you can. And, and, you know, if I see a slide that's not there, I'll just... Uh, uh, you know, pray for you up there and, and pray that, you know, God give you some, yeah, just follow along. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, the opportunity that we have to come and to worship you, the creator of the universe, that we can come and, and, and be together in community. God, you are good. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would remove all distractions. That, Lord Jesus, that you would come and that you would speak. God, I pray that I would not get in the way of your word today. Come, Holy Spirit, come and fall fresh on us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. As I was preparing to come and as I was preparing, uh, you know, this message, I, I often think oftentimes of how messed up we are in the church. <laughs> Anybody agree? Yeah. And, and how often the church makes the simplest of things difficult. You know, oftentimes, and I pastor before, I've been on the mission field for 13 years. I, I was a pastor for 13 years. So I know, I, I've spent some time in the church, in, in leading the church, and we've done not the best of jobs leading the church. And so we've, we've messed up often. But it's so cool to come back many years later and see that this church is not messed up as much. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Just, to, you know. God is so good, even in spite of us. You know, and, and, and we get to see some things that are, you know, amazing. And so as I was preparing for this and, and preparing, you know, what to share, I want to go back to the basics about the mission of the church. The what, why, and how we do mission. You know, and I don't know whether you, you've thought through that in the last, you know, and I don't know whether I'm stepping on toes with, you know, with, with how you guys do church, but this is just basic stuff, folks. What's the mission of the church? And hopefully it, it's pretty simple. It really is. But again, we've, we make things difficult in the church. But really, the mission of the church is really simple. Mission, in its simplest of definition, is helping those who are in need. Amen? And, and there's a lot of needy people outside the church. Do you know your neighbors, you know, just if we talk about this community here around Crestmont, I'm sure that there are people who are needy. And really, the mission of the church is just to help those who are in need. This passage that's behind me, Matthew 25, 31 through 40, is pretty simple. But, but this at mission, in its simplest of de definition, is living this passage out. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put, on the, he, he will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by My Father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to eat? To drink, when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. 
Amen? That's the mission of the church, folks. You want me to pray now and we can leave? <laughs> no. <laughs> you thought this was going to be early. No way. The challenges that people face today, the challenges that people face today in the Dominican Republic are significant. They really are. But it's no different than, than other places around the world. It's all the same. People are in need of clean water in the Dominican Republic, just like they are in other developing countries. There's unemployment that is skyrocketing. People don't have jobs. People are not trained to get a job. There's only one and a half, 1.5 doctors per 1,000 people in the Dominican Republic in the city. You go out into the villages, it's even worse. That is not specific to, you know, the needs just to the Dominican Republic. That is prevalent in other developing countries. We believe that our approach is different with what we're doing in the Dominican Republic. And so what, why, and how? What are we doing in the Dominican Republic? What are we talking about when we talk about the mission as being the purpose of the church? What are we talking about? What are we talking about when we say the mission of the church? First, there's two aspects of the mission of the church. One is the evangelistic involvement. Matthew 28, verse, uh, verse 20, uh, 18 and, and 20, through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples. We need to go, folks, and make disciples all, all over the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? The evangelistic involvement. We need to preach the gospel. That's what the mission is. We can't just go and, and hand out water filters and say, oh, bless you. We, we know that there's a need for clean water. Bless you. We can't go and spray every cow in the Dominican Republic with this stuff that, you know, they won't have worms. We can't do that without... Without the gospel message, we need to do that. That will get us the bridge. Giving them food, will, they need food. They need water. But we can't just do the humanitarian part without the gospel. That's what our mission is. It's getting the word out. Preaching Jesus, just like you're doing it here, right? Do, you know, do your neighbors know where you're at today? Do they know where you are? Do they know that you love Jesus? The longer I live in the Dominican Republic, I know, I, I understand more. It's more than just clean water. It's more than food. It, there's a need to get the gospel message. It's about the soul. But we're using all this other stuff, the bridges, so that people will listen. When somebody's hungry, physically hungry, would they be able to listen to you talk to them about Jesus? Probably not. And so you need to feed them. 
physically before you can, you, you can talk to them about the gospel. Our desire is that as we talk to them, as we give them clean water, and as we sit them down and we say, here's clean water, this filter, the, thank you so much, Crestmont. You brought 300 water filters. You supplied clean water for 300 families for decades. That's amazing. And as we gave those filters out to people, as we, as we sat down, we, we did it in churches and we took 30 water filters at a time to a church and we did a class. And as we gave out clean water in the name of Jesus, we sat them down and, and we said, here's the, the reason why you need clean water. 3,500 people in the Dominican Republic every week go to the emergency room because of dirty water. We said, you need clean water. You need to cook with clean water. And then we talked about the living water. Amen? So it's not just doing, uh, you know, giving them something that they need, but we're giving them something that they need, the physical need, but we know that the real need is the spiritual need. But they won't listen to that until they understand the physical need is taken care of. It goes hand in hand. Amen? Just like it does here. What are you doing? I, I sure hope that you're, that you're preaching the gospel. But there's needs. There are physical needs that, that need to get met here, right? I mean, I, I remember the first time that I came to Crestmont. Pastor Joel and Pastor Jim and Pastor Howard took Tammy and I around. And it was like, wow. You know, Aliquippa, there's needs. And Joel took me around on, on Friday. It was Friday, right? And, and <clears throat> to see the need, church, your mission field is here. You know, I, we, we want you to partner with us, please do. But your mission field is here. You know, not much has changed on Franklin Avenue, but... Man, as, as I went down that street, there is great need. What are you doing? What are you doing, church, to help out with that need? And, and I mean, you don't have to go down Franklin Street. You can just go to your neighbor's house and find out what, what they need. What can you do to fill the need? As I said, there's more to the physical, there's more to uh, getting the word out than just helping out physically. We need to, it's all about the soul, the evangelistic involvement. Second, the second thing that, that, that uh, the mission, what the mission is, it's helping out. It's the practical helping. Helping people for the sake of helping people. Matthew 25, verses 34 and 36. And back in January of 2015, we started a nonprofit here in the States, and it's Mission 2535. And this is where it comes from Matthew 25, verses 35 and 36. But let me start in verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my, my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry. 
and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. The practical help. That's what missions is at its purest. You know, not looking at people and, and seeing who they are, but looking at people and seeing that, that you are ministering to Jesus. As, as you give somebody a, a bottle of clean water, as you give somebody a bag of fresh, uh, of groceries, it's helping people. Helping them where they need it. And through what we're doing with Mission 2535, everything that we do falls into one of four areas. Clean water, food sustainability, education and job training, and healthcare. We had a cafe, we opened up a cafe about five years ago, and we closed it down. Because when we started Mission 2535, it didn't fit into one of those four areas. There were other things that were happening, but it was clear that it wasn't fitting in. A lot of money was going into this, and it just didn't fit. And so sometimes we need to shut things down when they don't fit the vision. And sometimes, and that was hard, that was really hard for my wife, because that was her, that was her. She loved the cafe. She loved to go in there and work with our staff. But it wasn't part of the vision. It wasn't meeting the needs. We are actively at the beginning of, of this 10-year plan for Mission 2535. We have 10 acres, and, and we've built some stuff on there. We've built a factory. We've built some aquaponics greenhouses. We have a, chicken, a couple chicken coops, a goat pen. You know, I'd love to have that veterinarian come out and spray my goats. You know, I'd love to be able to, to take him and, and I, I mean, some goats in the country, they're pretty skinny. You know, cows, they're pretty skinny. I know that there's issues. And we have a vet come out once a month to, uh, you know, to, to vaccinate our, our goats, to vaccinate our chickens, because we know it's important. What is the mission? We need to preach the gospel, and we need to help people where they're at. That's what it is. So the next question is why? Why do we do what we do? And this is what I'm so excited about, why we do what we do. Why are we on mission? Why is the Christian and Missionary Alliance on mission? Have you ever thought through that? Why, why do we go uh, outside of this country as, as we were praying for countries? You know, somebody said uh, the first country that really I thought of as I was standing up here was the United States. Where? It's messy here. Man, why are we on mission? First, Matthew 25, verses 37 through 39, it's because we care. That's why we're on mission. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? This is amazing. These two verses, three verses. It became second nature to them. They didn't even have to think about it anymore. Lord, when, when did we see you hungry? 
we just did things that were, you know, common, decent things. You know, it became second nature to them. Is it to you? Does it become second nature when, when you see someone who's hungry or thirsty? Do you, do, when, when you see someone in need, do you all of a sudden think, okay, how am I going to meet that need? When, when Hurricane Irma came through uh, three weeks ago, you know, I was getting, my phone was lighting up from our workers who live out uh, in the villages. And my contractor, Jose Luis, was sending me pictures of this young woman's house where it was just, there was a roof on, but it didn't seem like it. There was so much water coming into her house. And and as she, uh, you know, as she was going through the storm and Jose Luis was sending me these pictures, you know, it was then that, that I said, we need to do something. You know, it's not a, why do we do it? Because we care. You know, when, when, when we go to the dump on Tuesdays, we go to the dump uh, and, and we take a meal and, and we sit down and we have, we have lunch with people at the dump. There's 50 people that work at the dump. And we take meals and, and we go and we sit down, we share testimonies and, and we love on these people. Why do we do it? Because we care. We go to the senior's home on Wednesday and visit uh, the elderly. Maybe we're going to clean toilets or mop the floor. Maybe we're going to sit down with them and play dominoes or, or paint their nails. Why do we do it? Because we care. We go to the orphanage on Thursday. And we hang out with 19 young boys who have gone through terrible things. Absolutely terrible things. Why do we do it? Because we care. Why do you minister to those people who are in need? Maybe your neighbors, someone down the, at the end of the street. You don't do it because the government will give you a, a paycheck at the end of the week. You don't do it because the church will say, oh, great job. You do it because you care. That's why we do what we do. We genuinely care for those who hurt. The second reason, why do we do what we do? Because we can. Amen? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7 says, Let each one do just as he proposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. (laughs) You know, the worst person who gives, oh, Lord, you know, I'm going to give this, but you don't deserve it. Well, that's given in the right attitude, the right heart. Galatians 6, verse 10 says, So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all men, and especially to those who are the household of faith. <laughs> As I was preparing for this, I came across a quote from John Wesley. And he said, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. Amen? Do everything that you can. That's what he's saying. God has blessed us with so much, has he not? Let me ask you again. Let me say it again. God has blessed us with so much, has he not? 
Amen. So we ought to bless others. Amen. How are you blessing others right now? Have you thought through that? And I know you're all doing it. You really are. I know I've heard stories. You are blessing others. We can't sit on, on what God's given to us and, and, and not use it for his glory. We have to give back, folks. Figure out ways that, that you can bless others. So for us in the Dominican Republic, and this is where you guys, uh, if you can go a little faster and I'll, I'll share, uh, this is what we've done in the last uh, two years in the Dominican Republic. We've, uh, we built a, a factory. Uh, this, is, uh, this was originally for our water filters, uh, but we've changed it and we're doing a, a furniture factory, a plastic recycling factory, and another portion of this factory we're, we're using for our vocational technical shops. And so uh, you can uh, go to the next slide, the next, next one. Uh, this is the inside of it, and, and there we go. 10,000 square feet. You know, we built this thing uh, a little over a year ago. We finished it, and now uh, we're waiting for some more money so that we can get some equipment in there. Uh, this is our aquaponics greenhouses. Uh, the black part right beside it, that's where our fish are. We just uh, changed the, the, the operation on the inside. We were using sand, and now we're using pea gravel. Uh, we bought 4,000 tilapia. And, uh, you know, in a matter of two days, we were able to kill about 600, which we're pretty good at that. Uh, you know, so it's amazing. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm standing in front of you today. So I don't know everything about what we're doing. I know enough to get us in, into a little bit of trouble. And, and so, uh, but we do have experts. When, when I talk about water, it's not Rick's water filter. We, we have a partnership with, uh, with Sawyer, uh, with our greenhouse, with our aquaponics greenhouses. We have a partnership with uh, a Garden Pool International. They were the ones that designed it. They were the ones that, that came out and trained, uh, you know, Ramon. But uh, I know enough just to get us into trouble. And, and so, uh, you know, we need other experts on the ground. And so the, the tank to the right is just a fish tank. We're starting, uh, it's probably about uh, four times the size, five times the size uh, of what we have in other fish tanks. It's a big fish tank. And so we're going to try just to raise not to send the water from there into the grow beds. And so we're, we're trying something new with uh, uh, aquaculture. And so uh, please pray for us. Pray that God would, uh, you know, raise up uh, people in the Dominican. Uh, Ramon is our, our guy. He's standing there uh, next to the greenhouse. And, and so we're, we're excited. We, we finished that last year, and Ramon has been working with us for now about six months, uh, full-time leading the charge on this. Uh, next slide. And so uh, we have two chicken coops, and, and one of our pastors, we were doing uh, plantains, and, and uh, he said, you know, that's not where the money is. He says, I've got 2,000 chickens. He said, uh, you know, and he, he told me it's about four pesos per egg, and uh, he had uh, about 2,000 chickens laying eggs every day, and then I pulled out my phone, and I was doing the math. I go, okay, let's talk, you know, because that's way more than plantains are worth. You know, we have uh, 900 hens laying eggs uh, on a daily basis. We're getting about 850 eggs a day. Just from that, it's about $10,000 profit for uh, Mission 2535 so that we can plant more churches, so that the gospel will be preached. Amen? Amen. We're not doing it because I like chicken. 
because we want to sell eggs to the people. We're not doing it because that, you know, the bottom line, it's not the bottom line and with money. The bottom line for us is the gospel being preached. That's what we're doing. But it's so cool to see what God is doing here, uh, you know, with, with our chickens. The next slide, please. We, uh, next one. We, uh, we built this goat pen this summer. And it's not because, you know, I like to, you know, build new things, but uh, where the goats were is where our community center will be. And so we needed to tear down uh, the old goat pen. It was a pig pen when we bought the piece of property. And so as we had a church service in the factory back in, in March, 300 people were, were worshiping inside our factory. And now we're getting ready to open up the furniture factory and we can't worship in there. And I said, oh, we need a new place for when people, when, when people want to come. So there's about 10 or 15 churches that come together once a month for these church services. And there were 300 people in the factory. I said, we need to, we need to start with the, the community center so that people will have a place to worship as these churches come. And, and sometimes these churches are, are really small, probably you know, from the third pew back to that wall and, and this big. You, you try fitting 300 people in there. It's really bad, really smelly. Whew. And, and, and a lot of times nobody, you know, there will be 100 people inside because it's so hot. Right here it's cold. My, free, my hands are freezing. You know, there in the Dominican Republic, it's hot. You know, sometimes there, there, there's no fans in the church, let alone, there's no air conditioning. And, and, and you know, you get 100 people in, in a small area like that, it's sweaty and smelly. And, and so oftentimes there'll be people standing outside, you know, not even going into the church. So we built this goat pen. We have 15 goats, 18 goats. You know, I, there's not a, a, an exact number because we're selling them because we're making money so that we can plant more churches. That's what we've done out at at the farm so far. Next slide, please. There's a couple things that, next one, next. Uh, We're doing uh, some new construction. We've got a vocational technical school started. Uh, You know, we started construction, and we hope to finish that in 2018. Why are we doing this? Because we can. God has called us to walk alongside our brothers and sisters. The next point, because we care, because we can, and because we're called. We are called, Acts 16, 9. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship in in Christ Jesus, created in Christ Jesus for good works. It's not a suggestion that we do this, but it's a calling. We are called. You are called to go into all the world, to be the light, to be the salt. Don't sit back and say somebody else can do it. No, God's calling you. We're commanded to go. You know, leave your house. Go outside your walls and go to your neighbors. Go down the street, but we are called to preach the gospel. What, why, how? How are we to do this? We need to go where the people are. You know, the church, this is the most frustrating stuff for us in the church. We open the doors and we say, come people, come. Come and hear about the gospel. And we wait. 
the crusade. You know, no longer are people going to the stadium and, and, and bringing their neighbors and, and saying, oh, Billy will, will, Billy will tell it to them. We can't do that, folks. We need to go where the people are. We can't open the doors and say, uh, you know, I, I sure hope that people come because I'm going to preach a gospel message. I'm going to preach the, 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 that they will come, that they will repent. We can't do that anymore. We have to go where the people are. Church, get up out of your seat and go down the street. We can't do it. We can't sit and wait for them to come because they're not coming. They've stopped coming. We need to go and to preach the gospel. Acts 1.8, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the world. Maybe God's calling you to go down to Franklin Avenue. Maybe God's calling you to go to Hopewell. Maybe to Pittsburgh. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> Went to a baseball game last night. Hey, the Pirates won. That's different. <laughs> Even worse would be going to a football game there. Oh, Lord Jesus. And you shall be my witnesses in Aliquippa, Beaver County, Pennsylvania, and to the uttermost parts of the world. You are called to go to go outside these doors and to be a witness for him. We can't wait for them to come to us. We have to go. That's why we go to the dump. That's why we go to the nursing home. That's why we go to a juvenile detention center. That's why we go to a children's rehabilitation center. That's why we go door to door. I loved yesterday. I was able to go. We, we went down to downtown Aliquippa, and praying for people in Aliquippa. You know, we started this thing several years ago where we were going door to door praying for people. Now we've added, we take groceries. The next step for you, Crestmont, is to go door to door on Franklin Avenue. Go to Aldi, right? That's a, that's a grocery store here. Buy $200, $300 worth of groceries. Go door to door and ask people if you can pray for them. Pray for them and then give them a bag of groceries. <laughs> yeah? Pray for people and, and, and ask them, hey, you know, what do you need prayer for? Well, my husband just lost his job. Go find one for them. Don't just say, oh, we'll pray for you and leave and never go back again. What an opportunity to minister to people. Wow, please listen. Don't sit back and wait for someone else to do what God's called you to do. Go. We need to go where the people are. And last, give what you can. Did you hear me? Give what you can. James 2, verses 15 through 17. If a brother or sister is without clothing and need of daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled, and yet do not give him what is necessary for their body, what use is it? 
Don't go to their house and, and say, hey, let me pray for you, and, and then walk away. Go. Bearing gifts. Help them and continue to help them. Maybe you need to teach them about finances. Maybe you need to start a business with them and walk alongside. I, I don't know. I have no clue what God's calling you to do. The idea of giving to missions is not foreign in the Christian Missionary Alliance. There's a thing called the Great Commission Fund that supports uh, the work of the Christian Missionary Alliance around the world. The Christian Missionary Alliance, a part of what your church is a part of, on a, on a bigger scale, we are in over 80 countries around the world because of churches like Crestmont. Thank you. Continue to give to the Great Commission. So I stand in front of you today saying, please help. How can you partner with us? How can you partner with Tammy and I and our kids? How can you partner with Mission 2535 as we live life in the Dominican Republic? The last three slides, please. You can pray. Not a day goes by that, that we know that there are people back here praying for us. Pray. We are desperate for your prayer support. John got married on, on, on August 26th, and we never put this up on Facebook, and, and it was hard. And he called me. Uh, he, was getting married, he was supposed to get married at 6 o'clock, and it 2.30, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock, he calls, and he, he's crying on the phone. He, Dad, Dad I, I'm in a car accident. You know, and he thought he killed someone. But we know there's people praying for us. And, and we were able to get through that. And, and we're sitting at the, planes, uh, the police station, and, and they said uh, they weren't going to let him go until the person was released from the hospital. And a young man who's getting married, you know, just like everything. And, and he's, you know, and as a dad, you know, my heart's breaking for him. And so we had a lawyer there, and, and he said, do you have any money? I said, yeah, I pulled out my wallet. I had nothing. And I looked at uh, John's future father-in-law, and I said, you got 500 pesos, 10 bucks. And, and he gave it to me, and I gave it to the lawyer. And he goes, I'll go see what we can do. And, and so he talked to the chief of police, and he, the chief of police talked to the lady who was in charge of everything that was going on. And the gal said to my son, he said, uh, or she said, uh, you'll need to come back here on Monday. And he said, well, I, I won't be here. And we all said, you will. You know, <laughs> son, <laughs> think about it. You know, your wedding or I, I know you wanted to be there on your honeymoon on Monday, but tough luck. You know, and, but we know that there are people praying for us. That's what got us through that moment. There are times that we have no clue what's going on, but we know that there are people praying. Will you join us and, and pray for us? There's a sign-up sheet. Julie will be back there with a, uh, with a pen, and, and we can, uh, if you want to be a part of our, our prayer team, please pray for us. Second is that, uh, next slide, you can give. Give to the Great Commission because that supports not only us, but other ministries around the world, 80 countries around the world because of churches like you. If you feel so called to give to missions, thank you. And then the third, as it's already been mentioned, as jo Pastor Joel has already said, you can go. You can come to the DR. I know you'd love to hang out with me. <laughs> Maybe some of you don't. You can hang out with Tammy. Uh, June 9th through the 14th. We've got you scheduled. 
Pastor John will be leading that, right? If he still wants to come by the end of the week, you know, he has another time to put up with me. Maybe he's going to say, no, I'm not going. Maybe he's going to say, hey, I want to come work with you. Forget Crestmont. Just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) Will you pray? Will you give? And will you come? Pastor Joel. Um, Julia, I'm going to ask if you would come up. And Steve, can you get the Dominican flag here? We're going to pray in a moment. I don't know if you guys know this, but these flags that we have here on the back wall are where we have partnerships. So this is the uh, city of Aliquippus flag. That's Beaver County's flag as the next one. Um, that's the state of Florida's flag because of our um, partners, longstanding partnership with Belgrave, Florida. The Dominican flag here, Jordan, and South Korea. And aside from the places the Christian Missionary Alliance is involved around the world, these are the places where we have relationships um, with people who are doing this stuff on the ground. And honestly, my prayer is that God gives us more. Amen? That God gives us even more. I know uh, we're a little over, but I just sure. want to make this like very practical. First of all, I want to say this. Um, we mentioned last week, church, that we are in a place as a congregation where we are stretching in terms of our resources and and finances. Not because anything is wrong, but because sometimes that's where you live, you know, in in ministry and as a community. Um, Last week, I got some time away to go pray on that. And I was in Atlanta two weeks ago, and I just thought, God, what do you have to say to us about this right now? And church, one thing I heard very clearly, I'm not going to have time to share the whole story. I had an interaction with a homeless woman that the Lord used to speak this to me. Um, But one thing I heard very clearly is wherever God takes us as a church in terms of our resources, we will never pull back in giving to the least among us. We will never pull back in giving to the mission. Uh, We'll suffer ourselves before we have to pull back from that, right? Um, There's always a temptation, right, to circle the wagons and to protect the institution and all of that. But God showed us a long time at Crestmont that that's not the kind of church he's called us to be. And I'd rather live in the place of faith, trusting God to provide for the mission, right, than live in a place of security without mission. Are you with me, church? Um, I think that's where God has called us to be. So couple couple of ways you can get involved. Rick has already said it. This trip, John, there you are. Um, you can get involved in the trip. There's two ways for you to give today. And honestly, we probably should have done this earlier in the service, plan better. There's two things in your bulletin I want to point out to you. The first is this love offering uh, with a 20, Mission 2535 logo on it. Whatever goes into these envelopes, and you can leave them at the Connection Center when you go out. Um, You can leave them in the church office door. But this is going to bless Rick and his family and the mission that they're doing in the Dominican. We want him to leave the country and go back to the Dominican with this blessing. Yeah, you know what? Can we bring the ushers back up? That'd be awesome. Oh, wow, we've never done that at Crestmont Lake. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we're taking another offer. I'm just teasing. I can say that because listen, I can say that because listen, none of this is going to our church. All right, this is all to bless 
Rick and his family, all right, um, and what they're doing. Secondly, we have these faith promise cards. Um, Rick mentioned we are part of a larger family called the Christian Missionary Alliance. And, Cresma, I'll just tell you like a, a story. When I was in Bible college, obviously, we're not the only family on mission. We're not the only family that follows Jesus that's doing good things. And, you know, I had a decision to make. Which family, you know, do I want to identify with and serve in? And I can tell you one of the reasons I wanted to serve with the Alliance was because of their commitment to be in some of the most difficult places in the world and to push a significant amount of our resources, not into building things here, but into sending people um, into some of the most difficult places on earth. And... Um, one thing, you know, you may have heard it in some of Rick's language, but one thing I love about the Alliance, and if you know Rick, you'll hear this in the way he talks, is our commitment to empower the local church. Uh, Rick is not serving in the Dominican with a team of white American missionaries who are in charge of everything. Um, he is serving underneath the leadership of the national church, um, Dominican pastors, a long time ago, the Christian Missionary Alliance passed on leadership to Dominican nationals to lead the church there. And Rick is following their lead, you know, in all of this. He's in, a, he's in there to serve the church. And uh, we love that because it means that the gospel takes on unique cultural expressions um, wherever it's found. The Faith Promise Card is a way for you to make a monthly donation. So it's not for today. But you might just say, you know what, I can give this amount to the work of the Christian Missionary Alliance around the world. None of that is coming here into Crestmont. It's all going outside of our church into some of the most difficult places on earth. Chelsea and I give monthly because we're committed to what is happening around the world through the Great Commission Fund. It supports Rick, but it supports work in 80 other nations as well, all right? Um, I'm going to ask the ushers if you would go ahead and just begin to collect. And then I'm going to ask Julia to pray. Julia has been such a great partner from our church to Mission 2535. She is actually on um, the board of the organization. And if you want to know about what God is doing in the DR, talk to Julia. Um, she's passionate about what's happening there. So um, let's do this. If you would all stand to your feet, I realize we're still passing that around. If you would all stand to your feet and um, let's just extend our hands to this flag and we're just gonna put our hands on Rick up here. And Julia, I'm gonna ask you to pray as we close. Father God, I just think about that meeting at Denny's um, 11 years ago and I thank you for the way that you the way that you orchestrate our lives and our relationships. God, I thank you for Rick and for Tammy, for John, for Becca, for Abby and Mariah. God, I thank you for uh, their family. Lord, I thank you for the call that you've placed on their life uh, to serve you on the ground in the Dominican Republic. Lord, I thank you for the Christian Missionary Alliance. I thank you for this movement. I thank you, uh, Lord, that you have connected our paths. Uh, God, I thank you that you have connected this church to Mission 2535. Uh, Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes and our hearts, Lord, that you would show us what it is that you have for us in this partnership. God, would you teach us how to best serve them? Would you teach us how to best serve the people of the Dominican Republic? 
Lord, would you teach us to pray for them? Would you lay it on our hearts every day, Lord, to pray, uh, God, for, for some of us, for people that we know, that we've met uh, on the ground there, Lord, and for some of us who haven't been there yet, Lord, that you would just put it on our hearts to pray for people that we don't know. God, would you put it on our hearts to give? Lord, would you teach us what it is to be a cheerful giver? Lord, that we would give out of joy. Uh, Lord, knowing that you will take whatever we have, whatever we can give, and that you will multiply it, and that you will use it to advance your kingdom in the Dominican Republic, Lord. We ask that you would push back the darkness there in that place, Lord, that you would be with Rick and his team, God, that as they meet tangible and practical needs, God, that they would bring the love of Jesus, that people would know that they are followers of you, and that that is why they care. And Lord, I ask as we prepare for this trip, Lord, that even today in this room, that you would begin to call people that you would have to go. Lord, would you speak to people's hearts this morning? God, would they connect with Rick after service today or me or someone else who's been? Lord, that you would just begin to call and that you would begin to prepare the hearts of those that you would have to go, Lord Jesus. And I just ask above all that you would teach us how to love Rick and his family well, how to love the people of the Dominican Republic. Lord, would you show us what you want this partnership to look like? God, would you bring your kingdom to the Dominican Republic and would you use us somehow? You don't have to, you don't need us, but you choose to use us and you tell us to go and to give. So Lord, would you teach us how to be good stewards of all that you've given us, Lord? We thank you for all that you've done, all that you'll do, Lord, and we are excited. We're excited to see, Lord, 10 years from now to look back at the vision that you gave, Lord, and to see how you brought it to fruition. Lord, we love you. And Lord, you are worthy of our praise always and in all things. And we ask this in the name of Jesus.